Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now, you're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Man, so proud of you guys, man. We talked about getting the eight. We got the eight. Great job. Great job, eight. I'm so proud of this team, guys. We're not perfect. All right, we're not perfect. It's, it's tough. It's going to be hard. But this team fights, and that's number nine. Okay? So now you got nine. Prepare your off, man. It shows, right? It shows. What do the old Bills say, right? When it's too tough for them, it's right for us. It's right for us. Every phase, that's playoff football. Yep. Every phase, that's playoff football. Victory Monday. You know we got the same thing on Christmas Eve, but we need to clap it up one time, old school. Tampa Bay Beer. Uh, be, be, can beer we start Caneers? the show over again? It's can the we Tampa begin again? Take two. <laughs> Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I was so excited for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to go to Lambeau Field, the old yeah. Bay of Pigs game. Seriously. And they steamroll the Packers. Unbelievable. And there, it's just a week or two here or there, narratives change dramatically. Teams that we thought were done aren't yeah. done. Teams that we thought were good aren't good. And it's back and forth and it's crazy. And we got three weeks left after tonight's game. Fly, Eagles, fly. I thought you would like this. Fly I, well, I fly. do. I mean, how did fly Eagles fly? It's a great sweatshirt. It is. I mean, we're sorry, Seattle. I mean, apparently our host has already picked who he wants to win hey. the game tonight, and he's hey. rooting for them. I hey, mean, Seahawks! <laughs> you have the awesome throwback version as well with the same it's gray the same sleeves, thing, right? It, it just, just says Seahawks. Blue, it's blue. Right. Send us a couple. <laughs> XL and XL, right? Yeah, you yeah. wear. How do we wear the same size? Well, I I don't know. I don't know. It's a little snug on me, but I like it. I'd rather it be snug than like a little too baggy. And lose. Your shirt today isn't snug. I'm not going to get emails requesting that I engage. Last week. I got an email requesting that right. I engage in a shirt intervention of you and oh. tell you your shirt doesn't fit. It was a butt. I don't even know where that came from. I, I think that must have been one of the older viewers. We got to get his eyes checked or something like that. Hey, guy, get your eyes checked. It wasn't that tight on me. It, but today, today you've got some room. It was tight. It was, it was tight. tight. Last week? You, you got some room today. I don't know if it's the CrossFit. I don't know if it's the holiday eating or maybe it's a combination of both. <laughs> it but, is. It could be at all. Yeah. It could be all. Uh, but you're, you're right. It is amazing the narratives changing 
right? How quickly it is. The league is so jumbled together right now. I think that's the product of like what we've kind of been talking about. And I don't necessarily look at it as a big thing, but yeah, top teams separating and, and all of that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, it just doesn't seem like there's as much as that this year. I mean, there, there's ways where you look at the NFC playoffs right now and you go, wait, we, we could have like a losing record NFC South winner and the sixth and seventh seed could end up having losing records too, right? So that that's where some of these teams that went through a period of we go, ah, this doesn't look good. This looks like a eight and nine, seven and ten football team. Here they are, like, okay, here we are the last three weeks of the year, and yeah, there could be multiple teams with that type of record that end up in the playoffs. So we'll we'll see where it goes, but I think we all know there's one clear king of the NFL right now. It's not really close. That's the San Francisco 49ers. And then we're looking for that second-class, upper-tier group of teams that I think we have a pretty good feel for right now. Well, and just as further proof of how jumbled up it is beyond the 49ers, Mm I struggled a little bit last week with making the the Buffalo Bills the sixth team. Yeah. And because they were seven and six. Yeah, you're like, their record's not that good. That's not worthy of a sixth ranking. And what do they do? Yeah. They go in and they take well, out the three team. Right. Not just take them out. They destroy them. the number three team. Yeah. So they're going to be in the top five. At eight and six, right. the Bills will be in the top five this week. I, I, I don't know. Probably don't. at number five unless the Eagles lose. But yeah. It's it's like even if the Eagles would lose and fall to ten and four, the Bills are eight and six. Oh well, the Eagles will have just lost. The Bills just dominated yeah. the Cowboys. Well, I, that's the tough thing you got for you this year in your power rankings is like, yeah, in totality, yeah, okay, the Eagles have had a better year, but there's no doubt who's been playing better football. I think the last month or four weeks, that's Buffalo. I mean, think of what would we be saying about Buffalo if they didn't kind of screw up the Eagles game, right? We'd all be going, man. I don't know. Is Buffalo? Yeah, they had some stumbles, but are they the best team in the AFC right now? I think they would be in that conversation. I think that even without that, they like, still are there. We project right. forward to the postseason. Right. They get in. Nobody's going to want to play them. Yeah. Including the, the team we're about to talk about, yeah. the Ravens. The Ravens are looking great right now. The Bills are one team that can go into Baltimore and win in January. Yeah. I, I, I'm not I saying that, that there aren't others. Yeah. But the Bills are one that I would look at and say, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what? They, they could go it. into Baltimore and they could win in January and pop that bubble just like the Titans did four years ago when right. the Ravens were the one seed. And yep. there's still that narrative that the, the postseason narratives and the regular season narratives are two different industries. The postseason narrative for the Ravens, they can't win in the postseason. Yeah. They can't win those big right. clutch games. They can't hold the lead sometimes. Last night it wasn't an issue. I, I rode with Jackson DeVille last night. Well, thanks for taking I was the, the lone team. wolf. Yep. But I didn't even know. I just thought when we locked in the picks on Thursday – the Ravens, had, else the Ravens had that that rough overtime game, physical right. against a Rams team that maybe they shouldn't have have been in a close game with. Maybe right. they should have won it a little more easily. The Jaguars, after losing two in a row, kind of feeling like it's time to turn it around and and try to salvage their own hope for the one seed. Sure. Their, their hope for the one seed is dead now. Gone. It's gone. It's down to now zero it's percent. To the NFC, it's, yes. South. Now, now they're in a three-way tie right. with, with the Texans and the Colts yeah. in the AFC South. So I thought you throw all those incentives into the same bucket and here come the Jaguars, but that's not the case. Yeah. Now, now, that said, they had their chances. Yeah. They really blew it early. 
That's they right. really did. That's the point. I think you're right. They, they a couple of missed field goals. Right. Controlled the game. That drive at the end of the half. What the f- What the heck was that? I'm trying not to have this. Well, yeah. Drop the, 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 the horrible clock mismanagement. What Spike was that? the ball, and you're going to get two more plays with 11 seconds left. I mean, I like the idea of let's Let's get up to the line of scrimmage. Oh, here it is. They Great expect job, us, and Kristen. They expect us to spike it, so let's run down there. There it goes. That's 23, fine. 22. Then you have throw to throw it to the end zone. Throw it to the end zone. You have to throw it in the end zone. You, to you throw can't throw short of the end Period. zone. Period. That's, that's, that's I don't know what he rule. expected there. They, I guess they were expecting some sort of, yeah, they, he would get leverage, and this guy might get picked by the guy running the fade. I don't know exactly what he, they were he doing didn't even. There. He didn't, didn't even go through any reads. No. It's like, this is what I was going to do all along. Well, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no, it's almost like a play that was pre-planned, right? He was hitting the top of his head like something like, hey, if we got to hurry up, I just want to say a one-word thing, and we all know the play. And, you know, I think they're hoping that the Ravens are kind of like, what's the defensive call? What's the communication? Tell me, tell me. Set hut. Oh, no, I can't get there. I think that's what they're hoping for. But – you know, again, if we can go back and just play that little bit there again, guys, if you don't mind. I mean, yeah, they got the two field goals you talk about. They drive down, and he just drops the ball when they're in field goal range when he was scrambling, right? Yes. Then this play right here. Okay, here it is. You can complete the ball. I, I don't care about the, the quick play. You see him patting his head, all that. I don't care about any of that. Spike the effing ball right now. They could have spiked it with 13 seconds left. And really legitimately run two plays and taking shots into the end zone to see if they can score seven before the half. So, again, aggressive, aggressive, aggressive. I'm sure the analytics said go for it or something like that because they always do, right? But, yeah, that was a drop moment. I don't have a problem with calling the play. I have a problem with not throwing the ball into the end zone. Yeah, I hear that. Because there was the idea of, you know what, the Ravens aren't really expecting this. They're kind of running down there thinking, all right, they're going to spike it, and then we get a chance to regroup. So you got a chance to maybe slip someone behind someone, but as soon as he gets the ball, he throws it off to the left flat. What did he expect the outcome was going to be? There were two Ravens there. He wasn't going to beat anybody in the end zone. No. I don't know what the hell that was supposed to be. I don't either. It was a bad idea. It was executed perfectly, but it was a bad idea. It looked like that was always what they were going to do. We're going to run down, and we're going to throw this pass out to the left. And what the hell? It and just yeah, was we're going to hope they're Even if he had gotten other. out of bounds, what's it do for you? You just clock it. Like, clock, get you a couple yards closer when you're already packed into the red zone. Yeah. Clock it right away, like you said. You right. get a couple of shots at the end zone. You at least get points. Right. You come out of that half with points. You cut it to 10-3. get a different feeling at halftime. Uh-huh. You go into halftime with nothing. After two missed field goals, the fumble. hot potato fumble. Right. Because they should, they could have been winning the game at half. Well, that, it felt like they were playing out playing Baltimore in the first half. That, that was that was what was funny. You went, went. Baltimore's up ten nothing, and they really it felt like they were a little bit outplayed. You know, and credit to them for hanging around and doing what they got to do and being up 10 nothing, and we know that. But, you know, I think before we get to Baltimore, yeah, Jacksonville, they got some issues right now. We broke it down in the pregame, right? Their defense is letting up plays. Uh, we're seeing people, you know, make explosive plays, pass game, run game. Of course, the Ravens had their way in the run game last night, especially in the second half of the football game. They can't rush the passer, right? They were missing two secondary players where it kind of takes away their ability to play man-to-man. They can't run the ball this year. 
That's the other big thing compared from last year to Jacksonville to this year. They just can't do it. The two tackles, no Jawan Taylor, no Cam Robinson. They've had some injuries up there. That has really forced them into being a primarily a drop-back pass football team. I think that's chopped a f- huge leg of uh, you know creativity and, and scheme away from them because of that. And, yeah, they're struggling right now for sure. Speaking of chopping legs, it yeah. was a moment on that drive that resulted in the first missed field goal Yeah, where – Brandon McManus, right. the Jaguars kicker, was talking to Sean Smith, the referee, afterward. Where's the flag oh, for right. running into the kicker. the kicker? And Keaton Mitchell, and we'll talk about him later because he eventually had a horrible knee injury. Oh, my God. I but, can't believe he limped off the field. But Keaton Mitchell went in and hit the leg. Yeah. And, like, I've seen that play a thousand times over right. the last 50 years. Right. That's running into the kicker. It's not roughing, but it's yeah. running into it. So you get five yards closer and you get another opportunity right and terry mccauley explained the rule afterward that if you hit the kicker before the second leg is down it's running into the kicker but if the second leg is down it's not and i guess that's what they thought happened the leg got down and when you look at it the leg didn't get down but we're talking about in the viewing room it's like so wait once the kicker has a second leg down you can just blast him into into oblivion like yeah. what what kind of weird rule is that right. that once the second leg is down running into the kicker and roughing the kicker is off it's got to be something right because you're hitting the kicker when you don't need to hit the kicker yeah, when he's exposed and not protecting it's, a, it's just like a weird donut hole in the rule because he's still just because his second foot's down doesn't mean he's well, still it, not in a in a vulnerable it's posture again where i feel like the language of the nfl screws them more yeah. times than that when you look at the play and you saw it and you saw the guy running the kicker everybody that's watched football their whole life went that looks like running into the kicker. And so I'm fine and I'm that. fine with being sticklers if they're yeah. sticklers about everything. Right. But they're not. I, there was I, there is so much pre-snap movement by offensive linemen this year. <laughs> it is embarrassing to the National Football League. There was a play last night Devin and I were talking about it and we look up and the right guard for the Ravens was like it was like whack-a-mole. He's putting his head up, he's putting it down, he's putting it up, he's putting it down. And then they snapped the ball. He never got set. Right. And it's just not even a conversation. Yeah. It's no flag. Yeah. Like, it's, it's open season for the five offensive linemen to constantly be looking They're around and the, pointing uh, here. Like, whatever happened to the idea that everybody still. freezes right. – for a half second at least before they snap the ball. So they're they're letting a lot of things if you thought they were sticklers, they're letting a lot of things go. No. So it's like, well, you know, you didn't get you got your second foot down for a split second even though they were wrong, so it's okay to run into you. It, and that's what makes the Kadarius Tony thing, not to go back to last week. No, but I hear but oh, he said technically he's offside and he was but if you're going to look the other way on so many right. things. Which we, yesterday they tried to self-correct that, too. They called everybody that was well. Well, ball, Thursday right? night, somebody showed me Thursday night, Gerald Everett of the Chargers was lined up as offside as Kadarius Tony. They didn't, they call, didn't it. call it. Yeah. So, so anyway, I don't want to get – but, but the, point is, the point is, if we're going to split hairs right. over, well, that second foot did touch the ground even though it didn't, you can't be that way about one rule – and just be very lackadaisical or lackadaisical as the case may be. I was going to say lax, and then I decided to say lackadaisical, so lackadaisical. It's like Sims-ism. extra. It is. is that really? It's, lackadaisical. It's, it's, extra, it's extra lackadaisical. Yeah, it's not just lackadaisical. You are lackadaisical. You are next-level lackadaisical <laughs> exactly. if you're lackadaisical. But, uh, but anyway, that, that was just one of those tone-setter, weird, got to overcome it as a team, and it went from that to the missed 55-yarder that you could see the wind take it, right. to the hot potato fumble, to that weird thing at the end of the half. I was 
stunned they made it a game at 10 to 7. Yeah. Sure. I was I thought by the second half it was like, you know what, this is just one of those games where it's not our night. Yeah, no. I mean, drive down 10 to 7. You know, it wasn't like you felt like Baltimore's offense was dominating the football game where you just went, "Oh, whoa, you know, can Jacksonville keep pace?" Certainly not. The thing I love, and, and you know, we kind of hit on Jacksonville, but the thing I love about Baltimore, and another thing we kind of hit on the pregame a little bit, and to me, this is when they're at the best, is the way they played the second half of the game. When they start to play through their run game, that's when they're the most dangerous. And I know it's not sexy, and I think there's a part of them that's still, it's Todd Munkin, it's, it's Lamar Jackson, it's the receivers, we're going to try to throw more. But what I would want to say to Baltimore, John Harbaugh, or any of them is just go run the ball like you did in the second half of that football game, just another few quarters, and your offense will look exactly the way you want it to. It's gonna, you're going to be able to do whatever you want. But they've gotten a little impatient. That was the one thing that I realized when I kind of did my deep dive on the Ravens over through the week last week. It's just that they do. They continue to uh, try to, I feel like, justify Lamar's contract, OBJ, Zay Flowers. And we get this new that. offense. Right. And, and we yeah. got to show it off. And to me, this is still the best thing they do is when they give the ball the running back and pound your butt with the traditional running game, that's when the Ravens become really dangerous. And I think that's what's going to make them even more dangerous in the pass game if they can just stay consistent in that that department. Well, and they really have something special in Keaton Mitchell oh. and that injury, and I'm sure we're not going to show it, but it was it was oh. obvious from the get-go yeah. he's done for the year. After the game, John Harbaugh, the head coach of the team, said he's done for the year. Oh. But they hadn't been using it. Like, the guy's incredible. But you can't – this gets back to we got one football. At the end of the day, we got one football. We have only so many drives in a game, only so many snaps in a drive. We got Lamar. We got OBJ. We got, you know, and we, get, we can't make it. We just, we'd love to, but we just can't. And if you're winning, it keeps guys from chirping. Yeah, that's if right. If you're not winning, you got a problem. Right. Like Odell Beckham Jr. can't say anything about getting targeted. I think when they mentioned it last night, he'd been targeted four times with one catch. He can't say a word. They're winning. Right. If you're not winning, though, that's when you have a problem with guys who aren't getting the ball. But yeah. you have too many guys who need to be fed in that offense. Yeah, they they got some big-time playmakers. I still think the best way for them to take advantage of that and be who they are and, and be the best they can possibly be as far as the Ravens are concerned is to play still more through the run game. I do. You know, and we'll see where that goes. But either way, we you know we saw Lamar Jackson, who we've kind of been waxing poetically a little bit about his right arm, his pocket play, all of that. Last night was the first time in a while where it was like, no, no, his legs took over the game. His movement was really the key to the football game. I know he still made some big-time passes and all of that as well. But, yeah, I, I, that, that was the first time in a while where it was like you felt like you were watching the Ravens and this was like Lamar Jackson for two or three years ago. It wasn't just the scramble and the great throw there to Isaiah Likely. You know, they did. They infused a few quarterback design runs in the game, which is another thing that I think they've been a little reluctant to do. And I want to say you don't have to do it a lot. If you just do it two, three, four times a game, it's going to open up everything else in their offense. All their bread and butter, double pulling, all that kind of plays you know it'll stop people from being so over aggressive with it so we'll see where they go but Baltimore I think as we both know dangerous as hell right that offense the playmakers they have like you said the size of that that offensive line you know the defense we know is I, I think incredible as far as how it's coached it's creative I do worry about this their front four can't get to the quarterback that is going to be an issue it didn't look bad last night but Jacksonville's O-line is nothing special but they still have to create pressure. 
They have to blitz. They don't like to play man-to-man behind it. They want to play zone, right? And, you know, that's where they're a little handcuffed on the defensive side of the ball. The defense is very good, there's no doubt. But there's a few things that, I, that at least concern me with the Ravens on that side of the ball. What's the biggest thing yeah. that would cause them to potentially lose? Let's say they're the one seed. They get yeah. the bye. Divisional I, round game at home. What's the one thing that you're like, yeah, that's what the, that's what should keep John Harbaugh up at night? I, I think it's the pass rush. Yeah. Because I think you got, you're you talking about like you hit on Josh Allen a minute ago, right? Or Mahomes. If they, first off, both of those teams can protect pretty well, right? And those are two quarterbacks that the blitz isn't going to fool them too many times. You're not going to get home on either one of them too many times and be like, oh, gosh, our blitz happened again. So that would scare me because, okay, now we play zone. We rush for Mahomes and Allen have all day. I don't care how creative your scheme is behind it and the zone coverage. They're going to find somebody open, and that to me is the worry. Then they get frustrated and they go, man, we can't get there with our front four. We got to send five. We got to send six. And now Mahomes is licking his chops or Josh Allen licking their chops going, oh, now I got one-on-one or I got a big void in here over here in the blitz zone. I could take advantage of that. That would be the thing that scares me as far as upsetville for the Ravens. By the way, Lamar Jackson had 171 passing yards and 97 rushing yards, three yards short of what would have been his 16th career. Wow. Double, double triple. Double, That's double something triple, that MDS right. coined and right. tracks. He's got the record already. He's already – Mike yeah. Vick had it before. Right. 15 games in his career, if you include the postseason, where he's got at least 100 – receiving uh, at least 100 passing yards and 100 rushing yards. If you would throw in 100 receiving yards, that Damn, would be a hell of an accomplishment. Special. That would be a hell of a night if right. you could throw that in there too. But passing and rushing yards both for Lamar Jackson and uh, MVP candidate. We, he's kind of on the fringes hanging around. I know yeah. it wasn't as spectacular as right. it was in 2019, but they're the one seed. He's the quarterback. He's the straw that stirs the drink. There will be a significant group of the voters who will just say Lamar Jackson. Yeah, well, I, I, that's the formula. He, he deserves to be in that conversation. And where I do, you know, argue, excuse me, argue for him, you know, in the case of, let's just say, the Brock Purdy's and the Tua's of the world, where I just go, like you said, there's no doubt who stirs the drink for the, the Baltimore Ravens. You know, we can argue about the 49ers. And that's not disrespect to Brock Purdy. But we can argue, is it is it CMZ? Man, Shanahan's awesome. Debo's awesome, right? They got all of that. You know, and I think Tua, we could kind of have that same conversation. We know this is a Lamar offense. Everything's run through him, right? And that's where, you know, again, what I'm talking about is I still want it to run through him. I just would like to see them run the ball a little bit more and not be in the shotgun, drop back pass so many times. I think that's why in the first half we looked at the game and went, it's kind of, what's going on here? Right, I think Jacksonville was playing pass defense for the most part. They were going, we don't think you'll run it. And that's why it was a little underwhelming in the, in the first half. The second half, when they start to run like that, it just opens up the field and it starts to become more fun to watch and they become more explosive. At one point this season, it looked like the Jaguars might have a chance to be the number one seed. Their schedule was very favorable. They've hit a rough stretch. Man, one seed have. out of the question. Now Trevor Lawrence could have been an MVP candidate as yeah. well if they had elevated into the one seed. He's now in the concussion protocol after last night's loss. Doug Peterson announced that during his post-game press conference. He was hurt on one of his three scrambles on the final possession, but Peterson isn't sure which one it was. You thought it may have come earlier. I thought there was a third-quarter grounding play when they were backed up in their own end zone. Right here. This is, to me, the play that he really hit his head hard. Oh, right? man, yes. Look, he, go, he almost grabs to his head. If you rewind that one more time, guys, watch his right hand. He hits the ground, and his head hits. 
He wants to grab his That's head. That's a little right fencing. You, you there see was a that little fe- fencing. We see that 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 little split second fencing posture from time to time, and the league will say, "Oh no, 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 no!" That that's see, that's like, that involuntary reaction. Yeah. Watch his left arm as he goes to the ground. Here, he grabs his head. Guys are smart, right? I'm a dummy. I'm a meathead. Uh, all right. If I was Trevor Lawrence, I'd go, oh, man, my head hurts. Oh, wait, I don't want to show anybody because yeah. I don't want to be put in per- concussion protocol. To me, this was the play that I thought was like when I heard that this morning. I went, this is the play. It happened. Uh, but, you know, I know he took some shots towards the end of the football game as well. Uh, so we'll see where that goes. Somebody yesterday, and it may have been Brock Purdy when he went out for a concussion evaluation. The, the, the he new, did the same thing, right? The new, the new game that is played right. by – and I'm not saying that this is wrong. Players want to play. The, yeah. the, you do it too if you The system needs to be constructed and implemented to protect them from themselves. When you look at what T.J. Watt said last week, when you look at what his brother J.J. said, how flippant he was about the whole issue, and it's like, what, what, visor, what? Oh, oh, what? The players want to play, and the players are wired to play. Right. And the players will come up with ways to try to finagle their way onto the field. Peyton Manning, remember when he, he said that, yeah, I used to tank the baseline test in the preseason, so it would be easier for me to pass it if, if I ever had to pass it right. with concussion right. symptoms. And then right. it was a joke. Oh, funny joke. Where's the punchline? <laughs> right. but, but that's how players are. The new thing is lay there on your back right. and collect yourself so that you don't wobble when you get up. You don't get up and do the, whoa. Whatever. And I say that yesterday, and Devin's like, yes, that's what they're doing. Yeah. And De- I mean, because that was the, the thing last year, the, the whole ataxia, whatever. They had different buzzwords for right. it, words we had never heard before. Right. But the whole to a wobble, and we all knew what that looked like, I think guys are staying down. Lay there, guys know how to minute. not create something. Not that they're being coached to do that. Yeah. They want to right. not get pulled out of the game. Yeah. I I know what I signed up for. That's what they'll say. I know what I signed up for. Right. I know it's a risk. I don't want out of the game. That's right. I'll deal with it later. They love I'm playing fine. the I'll, adrenaline I'm the game like a drug exactly. all of it. It's, it's you're you're exactly right. And and again cuz it, it did it, we've seen that a few times this year where the hands start to go up and then, and then they, they get them under control. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it's it's, uh, it's it's I I understand it. I would be doing the same thing. Uh, we'll see where it goes. We're not saying it's right. We're not saying it's wrong. Right. We're saying that the mechanism put in place by the league has to take that into account. Yeah, and and overcome that. Right, and that's not easy to do. No, it's it's not. It's not. And then that's where you know I think you know to what you're saying. You just gotta go. As a natural human being, the way he was thrown to the ground there and hit his head. That was violent. Right. He should be looked at. Period. I mean, that's the, to your but point. you know what? When I push them on that. They say, we don't look at the impact, we look at the aftermath. Well, maybe you should factor in the impact if they are playing games with the aftermath. Yeah. The impact itself, like the impact of Ezekiel Elliott's knee into the face of T.J. Watt should have been enough to get him an immediate locker room concussion yeah, evaluation. I, you know, that's right. The aftermath thing doesn't work for me just because, it, again, I think it's you know, what you're talking about. The animal of the football player and all that, too, You know, it's, it's like – it's like a, a boxer. He could take a big hit in the head and be wobbly, but he's still kind of there standing up. I mean, I, you know, a lot of us are rockheads. I got hit by a car. You know what happened? I got up and started walking to the front door of my house, right? So, I mean, again, it's, it's like, and I was missing my front four teeth and all of that. So there's something in some of these guys, I'm not trying to brag about myself or anything, but there's just something in football players going, in general. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Keep going. I, oh, it's a little, I see three, but Mick said, look hey. at the one in the middle, and I'm going to kind of walk that way. And Listen, that's just the it's, way we do it's it. been 10 weeks since I had my kidney stone in the middle of the night, right? Yeah. 
And and all the agony I was experiencing, my thought was, I got to work today. I got to get to work. I got to go. I got to go. Get this out of me. I got to go. Yeah. So that's just the way we are as humans. It is. It is the way we are in humans. And we'll see. Right now, Jacksonville – Hey, they're they're teetering at a at a dangerous spot, like you like you mentioned with where they are in the playoff picture. Losing three in a row, right? Is four out of six now. Uh, you know, it, it's it's they were in a in a tight one against Houston where they just pulled it off. That could they could have lost that football game, but not playing good all around team football right now. That's Remember the big. We thought thing. though, getting their asses kicked by the 49ers would be the thing that turned it on, and it lasted for a while yeah. until they hit this AFC North stretch. Bengals, Browns, Ravens. Yeah. And that Bengals game, they could have won. They should have yeah. won. Yeah, Bengals and Browns. They're going to look at this, it. And go, this losing streak started, and it was on. It was on them. They lost sight of whatever it was that laser focus they got after getting yeah. their butts kicked by the 49ers. They lost sight of it. Yeah, I, I think so. And you know, again, they're a team like I talked about with Baltimore. I think they have some of the same issues. The fact their front four can't get there. Right, they have to blitz to get pressure, and. Uh, that's allowing Joe Flacco or Jake Browning or last night Lamar Jackson and company to make a number of plays. But, man, they can't go too long without Trevor Lawrence. I know that because the fact that, like we talked about, they can't run the ball right now. They're not dominant that way. They need Trevor Lawrence, his right arm, to pick defenses apart and make big plays. And uh, I think there's going to be a lot on his shoulders here down the stretch just because because the defense hey. isn't functioning and the run game isn't functioning. Coming up this weekend, the uh, Beer Caneers are coming to town. The Beer Caneers are coming to town. That's actually, you know what, yeah, that's kind of one of those, kind of yeah. like that. I, yeah. I, I know, yeah. I know, you know. Uh, but, the but, beer drinkers and the Buccaneers fans should adopt that. You know, there's a the chance. There was a time not that long ago yeah. when all three Florida teams were ass. Now, I know the Bucks won the Super Bowl three years ago, but – all three could make it to the playoffs yeah. this year. Yeah. I doubt there's been a time where all three Florida teams, since the Jaguars arrived in 95, I doubt there's been a year where all three have been in the playoffs. That, that's, you're, you're probably right about that. Now, like when maybe I was, 99, and even maybe the 99,000s a little, like because I know uh, my Buccaneers football team in Jacksonville was both good at that point, and then that was Miami. You know, post Jay Fiedler, but maybe getting into Chad Pennington in that area too, where you know it it could have been close. I, I think you know, nineteen ninety nine. It was at a minimum nineteen ninety nine. Okay, Jaguars, Dolphins, and Bucks. Bucks, because that was the year the, the Bucks. Yeah, right. that was the Bird Emanuel game. Yeah, right. Yep. Sure. So it has happened before, and it still could happen this year. But the Bucks and the Jags are going to have something to say about each each other's chances because they may cancel each other out. And if you don't have Trevor Lawrence, yeah, it's C.J. Beathard time. And Trevor Lawrence didn't miss a game after having the knee injury early this year. He didn't miss a game, although he missed time at the end of the Bengals' loss with the ankle injury. Concussion, though, if they do it the right way, if they're true to the process, if he didn't tank his baseline test back in training camp, he may miss that game. We'll see. But this whole thing about – we got to treat the players as patients, not checklists. I mean, it felt like T.J. Watt was treated like a checklist, and he was the one grabbing the pen and checking the boxes to get back onto the field, that there's a force of personality involved. Yeah, right. and the Steelers, it's how it's because it's obvious. I don't care whatever bull crap they do with this joint review that the league and the union are doing. I'm, they're not going to ever – convinced me that T.J. Watt shouldn't have been removed from that game and taken to the locker room for a full-blown concussion evaluation and shut down that night. John Madden always said, when in doubt, leave them out. And there 
there was no doubt he should have been out of that game. Yeah. No I, doubt. I hear you. And I understand they want the best players to play, and the players want to play, and we want people to stay tuned in. The ratings are still great, even with a bunch of bad quarterbacks. Yeah. But I think the fear always is they don't want – to be wrong about keeping a guy out. Yeah. They'd rather be wrong about right. keeping a guy in. Yeah. I think they should flip that. Yeah. It's better to be wrong about keeping a guy out because if you're wrong about keeping a guy in and then it happens again and you get that cascading effect of symptoms in yeah. your brain where right. the swelling goes out of control and somebody dies, like I don't think they want I don't think anybody wants that no, I to you. be the end result if they let a guy stay in the game who shouldn't be in the game. All right. Uh, hope hopefully yeah. hopefully Trevor Lawrence well, gets Proper care as a patient, not as a football player who is in a playoff chase and is itching to play. He needs to be thought of as a human first yeah. and a football player second. That's right. And they preach that. That's the thing. They preach it, but they don't practice it. It all sounds good when they're saying, well, this is – but then when it's time to do it, well, you know, we got some games to play. we got some bills to pay. we got some people who – you know, we got yeah, sponsors Yeah, it comes back into all the things you talk about. The get him back out there element, on the field. He's a great competitor. I don't want to be the guy on the sideline that keeps him out and disappoints the rest yep. of the team. It all starts to – you know, go that way, and it makes it hard. And, of course, it's hard to tell a grown man who's bigger than you, too. You go, like, hey, I don't want to hold you out. And then he goes, you know, hey, F you, I'm okay. I see, fine, ask me any questions. Screw yourself. I got that one right. F you, I got that one right. So that's where it does become hard. The key word in all this, too, they like to throw around the word independent neurologist. Mm -hmm. It's not independent. It's unaffiliated to a team. The neurologists who are hired are still working for the league, the broader structure that wants these guys at a certain level. And they'll never admit it, but at a certain level, the momentum is keep them on the field. It's good for business if our best players are playing, if all of our starting players are playing. We don't want to be in the business of clutching pearls and removing guys from games because if we start doing that too much, there's not going to be anybody left. It's going to be a bunch of backups, and nobody's going to want to watch. There's a business element to it. You're not independent. Truly independent doctors would have the ability to say to the league, we don't care. we, We are here to protect these men from themselves and from you. Unaffiliated is not that same way, no, and I'm sorry they can get mad at me about it, but the truth is the truth. All right. Well, all right. I was just Go saying, ahead. Oh, I was just saying, just you know, listen. I, just to piggyback off of your Trevor Lawrence and what we're talking about too, because I know we had some like clips of some of the plays, the mistakes he made, right? Like Jacksonville's getting to a point here with the way they're playing, right? You know, and I don't want. There's a lot on Trevor Lawrence right now, yeah. and they need him to be healthy. So that all plays into this thing you're talking about too. But he's got to be like borderline perfect right now with the way they're playing. Right? I mean, you talk about like the two fumbles, right? You talked about this already. It's third and 17. It's three to three. I mean, damn, you know, just hold the ball, go down, and it's three to three. And who knows where the game goes from there? I, you know, that was a weird one. I don't know how to explain it. Somebody was saying he was trying to switch hands. He wasn't trying to switch hands. The ball just fell out of his hands. He was trying to get ready to slide, and he just lost the football. Here's the one at the end of the game still. You know, again, the game's not out of hand here trying to make something happen right it's a third and ten he's trying to stay up he's trying to make a throw and do all that loses track of the football again kind of hits his head on the ground there too as well uh but yeah they're at a point right now where they're not playing good enough football uh on either side of the ball to have the luxury to miss trevor lawrence and or trevor lawrence needs to be on his game throwing dimes like he did to jamal agnew in the third quarter on the 65 yard play but again, they're another team too where you look at and you go, there's just there's a little too much talent and firepower at receiver and that quarterback and all that that they have there that they should be able to, you know, 
strike a little bit more than they did last night. Disappointing game last night, uh, certainly. Defense hung in there for a while. They broke in the, the third quarter, but it wasn't bad. I think the offense is, is the one that, that kind of disappoints you as the night goes on. A final eight team a year ago right. that we both thought weren't being taken seriously yeah. enough this year. They right. could miss the playoffs, and the Texans and the Colts could get in instead of them. At least one of they them would get in if the three Jaguars don't. It's amazing. It's eight amazing. And three, and here they are. There's the chase six. for the finish. All three, eight and six. Jaguars, Colts, Texans all vying to be the champion of the AFC South. Team that is still very much alive to be the champion of the AFC East. And when you look at the remaining schedule, the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins, and you look at how the Bills played yesterday, good Lord. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. You know, if you're the Cowboys, week five, it's been 10 weeks now. Yep. 42 to 10. Yep plastered, destroyed, yep. right. ripped apart by the 49ers, and they did a great job of putting it in the rearview mirror. The 49ers hitting a rough spot didn't right. hurt because right. the very next weekend they lost to the Browns, and they lost to the Vikings, and they lost to the Bengals, and the Cowboys are thinking, okay, and then they get a chance to catch the Eagles, and they finally catch the Eagles, and everything is right again. And then they go to Buffalo. Yeah. And they get And the game abs- of the week. Abs- and we're talking about it second. Absolutely dismantled <laughs> right. and embarrassed. Yeah. It was embarrassing for the Dallas Cowboys yesterday, 31-10. to 10, And the offense of the Cowboys didn't do jack diddly squat. Oh, no, they didn't. The offense of the Buffalo Bills, hey, we've been saying for how many years now? Somebody other than Josh Allen has to get it done. We checked the rule book. Here Somebody comes James else Cook. Help the freaking team. Here other comes than Josh Dalvin's Allen. little brother, James. Let Cook cook. He was incredible, 221 yards from scrimmage, the most by any Bills player since Fred Jackson had 227 in 2009. 266 rushing yards, the most the Bills have had since 2016. Incredible. Exactly what they needed. Yes. Like you said, I mean, that's the theme here. I mean, it's. I honestly think, and you know me, I'm a history, watch all this stuff all the time. I think this is the first time in the McDermott-Josh Allen era where I go, the Bills won a game 
and it wasn't because of Josh Allen. Like somebody else did something, right? That's the, those wins are few and far between. That's the problem why, you know, I didn't pick him to go to the playoffs this year and why, you know, I have concerns about him. It's too hard to ride one guy the way they do over and over. That was unbelievable yesterday. It's rare to make that kind of transition halfway through the year to start going, we're going to start being tougher and we're going to infuse the running back more in our game plan. And that's what Joe Brady's done, right? Since he's taken over, he at one point worked for Sean Payton and he was like, huh, when I was with Sean Payton, he used to throw the ball to Alvin Kamara a lot and the backs a lot. Why don't we do that? And that's where James Cook's production has gone to another level, let alone it looks like they made an organizational decision effort to go we're not going to drop back and throw it every play let's start running the ball a little bit let's help our defense with that let's make our team better let's help Josh Allen let's help everybody control the clock let our offensive line fire off the ball and be physical instead of always pass blocking and I've never seen the Bills do that yesterday and to your point you're right that was a butt whooping I mean it was like I know we were all like early in the game we were all like man it just seems like Buffalo's the aggressor and flying around and Dallas was kind of feeling things out. And I kept going, Oh, Dallas will match their intensity here soon. Oh, oh it's 14, nothing. Oh, it's 21 to three. I guess it's not going to happen. And it just kept the steam rolling, kept going. And there was a physicality from the bills defense. Yeah, there that was. was at times stunning at times concerning. There was one hit on Dak Prescott that looked like it was deliberate and yeah. intentional. Right. And it look, It just makes you think about some of the locker room night before speeches of years gone by that were over-the-top cartoonish. Like, what did they tell these guys to get them so cranked up to go out there and make it look like there was headhunting going on? Yeah, yeah. Because there was one hit on Dak Prescott that got flagged. Sure, There was an early one, the Taylor Rapp dive over the top, and that 15-yarder was negated because there was a – a push. At first, I thought it was a flop until you see Zach Martin come over. It's like, no, nah, it's and he hits anybody like that. He's, yeah, yeah, he ran through. He's him. he's, he's right. down. Yeah, right. <laughs> but but there was a later one. And I can't remember who it was from the Bills who did it. Yeah. But it had that that element of right. I'm gonna give him a helmet to helmet shot. Might have been Dodson. I can't yeah. remember either. Uh, but you're right. They they definitely played crazy. Yeah. They let definitely look like. They had a mantra all week of we're not going to let Dallas come in here and think they're going to be the big bad renegades and just like out physical us. And, you know, I think, you know, again, that's Dallas. That's who they are a little bit. We know that. And then, you know, you, you hear the Dallas fans in the stadium and the Cowboys have a cockiness about them. I'm sure all of that rubbed Buffalo the wrong way leading up to this football game. And, yeah, they met the challenge in a big way. I mean, they beat the crap out of the Dallas Cowboys on both sides of the ball. You, know, you said, I think the, you know, as, as equally as I was shocked with James Cook and what he's doing, and, and, again, doesn't he seem just so much more decisive and aggressive running the football? Like, he's hit another gear. There's no doubt in his game anymore. When he runs the ball, he's like, I see it, I'm going, I'm going to put my head down, I'm going to fly through that hole. Where I feel like he used to be like, ah, oh, there's a little bit of a hole, but is there another hole I can get through to maybe make a bigger play? You know, now it's like, you know, it's like somebody told him, like, stop the dancing crap. You see the hole, run through it 100 miles per hour, and then we'll worry about the next play, next play. Let's go from there. And that's refreshing and good for James Cook. I mean, he's looking like his brother did in his prime uh, yesterday. But you said the defense. The defense, Dallas's offense, as hot as they were, right? You know, it, it, it's that was shocking. And then to be... You know, how many plays did we see Dak looking downfield, nobody open? Or Dak, 
didn't have much time to look downfield. Oh, my gosh, things are collapsing in a hurry. Uh, I think McDermott had a good feel for Mike McCarthy's offense. You've heard me say Dallas's offense is not crazy creative. They're just aggressive, and that's enough to kind of make it work right. with their players and the way he plays there. But I feel like when I go back and watch the film of this one, you're gonna, I'm going to see McDermott go, hey, you know, Sims, like you said, it's not overly complicated. I kind of knew what they were going to do. I just, hey, they got good players, and we just had to go out and do it. It, it gets back to what you yeah. said, 2022, week one, when Dak has the thumb injury and he misses multiple games and Cooper Rush comes in, and McCarthy's point was we need to work harder on offense. Yeah. You said, well, why don't you do it all the time? Yeah, yeah. You, you just assume yeah. – that we have Dak, we don't have to do creative we can things. Just keep we don't have Dak, to. and he'll yeah. make big throws, and we'll protect him and do that. And you're right; they could use a little sizzle in the in the attack. I'm looking at Josh Allen's stat line. Right? Isn't that crazy? Seven for 15, 94 yards, one touchdown. Never if you would show that. me that, I'd say that's a that's a pretty good first quarter. That's what I would have thought. <laughs> like, all right, he's gonna have 400 yards right? today. He's right. gonna throw 50 passes. Right. But that's the whole game. Let's hear a little bit from Josh Allen after the game last night on the outcome to which he didn't contribute that much to. I don't think I threw the ball that many times, which, again, I don't just get it done. Let's just find a way to win. And, um, you know, felt like the, the kid that didn't do anything in the class project but got an A. Um, but, again, like, I'll do this ten times out of ten times, man. Like, just keep going. You absolutely have been that guy. You absolutely have been that I guy. Of course I have. Damn. You've Every been class the project guy. I ever was on, I was that guy. You've been the guy that if there were, the group was bigger than two, They've eventually told you, just go ahead and go home, and we'll take care of it. Because you're getting in the way. Because you're talking, and you're, hey, hey, everybody, clunking heads together. It's like, just go home. I certainly wasn't doing any of the dirty work. I could have, like, brought the group together and be like, okay, wait, what are we going to do here? You guys got this figured out? Tell me when you need me again. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I've definitely been that guy. And, uh, you know, he's genuine there. He doesn't care. He, first off, he knows he's the man he gets beaten by the media all the time. He just wants to win, win a Super Bowl, go deep into the playoffs. That's all he cares about. I, I know that's genuine there, and uh, that was shocking. Hey. I think you and I laughed at one point, right? Because we were like, if you told me he threw for 70 yards through three quarters, Dallas is up 31-3, yeah. to three, right? Yeah. I mean, it just was that's shocking. That's what you were saying, you were saying in the makeup room. Like, if you, yeah, 77 yards, like, they're getting destroyed. They, right. they, they can't do anything. Right, right. But they were doing everything but throw the ball for the first time. Like you said, we've been begging for this for years, and it's finally happened. Maybe Joe Brady maybe Joe Brady uh, is going to be good enough to become the next head coach who, who graduates out of that position, and then they find another Ken Dorsey. That's the problem. <laughs> but, you know, I want to say one thing about the motivation the Bills have kind of tripped into. Yeah. It happened organically. Right. You take it wherever you can get it. They spend so much time. Were you part of it? Were you part of the no, motivation, Mr. Jenga not, Tower not, not guy? Me, not me. <laughs> not me. That 20,000-word story from Tyler Dunn of GoLongTD.com uh, right? that, that brought right. up the the comments that McDermott made four years ago and really went after him hard. I'm not saying it was inaccurate, yeah. but went after him hard. Right. Struck to the heart. Right. And... The players they reacted rallied. in rallied. a way, circling yeah. the wagon. Nobody said, nobody circles the wagon. <laughs> they've circled the wagons. They've come together. Yep. It was a, And like I said, you take those wherever they come from. They're, that feeling is so rare and fleeting that when you can grab it and make the most out of it, you do it. And I think that's had a lot to do with these last two wins by the Bills. They have really come together, and they sense that they can do something special. They bottomed out like 
It was over. It was done. We were both right. Third place in the division. No playoffs. And now, now one false move by the Dolphins and the Bills are going to win the division. Do we have the remaining schedule? When you look at the Bills' remaining schedule, Chargers and Patriots next. Chargers, Patriots, and then the Dolphins, Dolphins have and the Dolphins have Cowboys, Ravens. So Dolphins lose one, right? Cowboys or Ravens, right? And the Bills win the next two, Week 18 at Miami. Bills, Dolphins is for the division championship. Yeah. And right now, I, I mean. It was 48-20 the last time they played. Right. I know that was a long time ago. Yeah. But the Bills are rounding back into that team that is capable of winning 48-20 to against the Dolphins. They definitely got something going. We got to give Sean McDermott credit. The team, you know, what he's built there. You know, the fact that he owned up to his mistake and, and you know, the team rallied around him. And I think a lot of that is some of the character they got in the building there. Guys like Josh Allen, who's a great leader, right? <clears throat> got some offensive linemen who are that way. You know, Ed Oliver being a team guy on the defensive side of the ball, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde. You know, the fact that they were able to kind of, you know, weather that storm and rally the troops, I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible. And they've been really impressive on the football field, including that Eagles loss. You know, you, you look at the, the Eagles loss, right? There was a – there was a um, – Hey, the Denver game, which, you know, 10, 12 people on the field and the field goal and all of that, uh, they've had some little heartbreak and some things go against well, them. Well, that was the one that got Dorsey fired, that was even though he had nothing Dorsey to do fired. with that play. Right. But that contributed to the, to the turnaround. They had the Broncos lost. They had the big win over the Jets, that, that near miss at Philly. With the and then out of the bye week, they go to Kansas City and beat the Chiefs, yeah. and they completely dismantle one of the hottest teams in football in the Dallas Cowboys, and and along the way, you know, avenge a couple of the Super Bowl losses, even though it's been 30 years. I'm sure any time Bills fans see that silver helmet with the star, they start to get a little nauseous, so it's got to feel good to take down the, the Cowboys, and and now here they are. They're playing s- the best in the AFC right now, yeah. right? Would you agree with that? Yeah. I, Isn't that crazy? They're it, the ninth seed I right now, and we look at it and, to, I and don't, go, I think I, they match Ravens, up and beat anybody in the Ravens, AFC right now. Ravens, Chiefs. Bengals, whoever. Yeah. I don't want to see the Bills. Dolphins, I don't want to see the Bills coming to town. You know, we could have another one of those back-to-back. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Last game of the year, yeah. wild-card game yeah. matchup, right? But I, I think right now, if I had to guess, I'd say the Week 18 is coming down to Bills-Dolphins. I'm not ready to say the Bills win that game. Yeah. But the Bills are going to have their chance to win that division Week 18, yeah. the way this is shaping up. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked, right? And that's probably, you know, we'll get into that in a, in a little bit here, but probably part of the reason why the Dolphins held out Tyree Kill yesterday, realizing they need him for these last three games. They're going to be crucial, you know, as far as their seeding, winning the AFC East, and where all that goes. As to the Cowboys. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we, we talked I'm earlier. So we talked earlier. Them. Yeah. They they lost forty two to ten to the forty nine ers, and it felt like it's over. It's done. You're just wasting your time. Yeah. They had weeks to rebuild it. Now you don't have the same amount of time to kind of get your swagger back. And and they're going to Miami this week. They're going to Miami. Right. I remember, I said last week when they beat my Eagles. Apparently, uh, <laughs> I said, you know what. If you lose at Buffalo and you lose at Miami, what you just did doesn't mean shit. Yeah, right. And they're halfway they're halfway to it not meaning. Halfway to shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 47 minutes today. That may be a record. Yeah, I know. For us, I think it um, is. So, what, 
if if you end up the five seed, think about that path. I mean, they have to go to Tampa Bay again. They had to do that last year. And then if you win, you got to go to San Francisco unless the six seed or the seven seed win. Right. Then you'd have to go to Philly. Yeah, most likely they're going to have to play them both. They're going to have to hope Detroit can upset one of them to maybe that where that falls in, in place for them and they play the Lions. You know, But they're going to play the Lions in two weeks, right? It's after the Dolphins they play the Lions. If the Cowboys have to play at San Francisco in the postseason – it's done. Well, I almost feel like we're getting to the point where if Dallas has to play anywhere but their home, it just doesn't feel like they can do it. It's two different teams. It's kind of shocking. I didn't think yesterday would matter as much with them being on field turf and everything there. I thought, okay, you know, it's a way, but it's still the surface they like and all that, right? But no, it didn't matter. And you know, it's just, it's, it's, um, they're not going to lack the confidence because they're cocky and they're the Cowboys, and that's part of the problem of why yesterday happens. Last week, they're rocking around Dallas, and, you know, this is what happens there. They're, you're God. You're God. You beat the Eagles, right? You're God. You're God. You're God. So they hear that, and here they go. They fall right back into the Dak said something like that earlier. I know oh, you, you pump us up. Well, you, you guys are the ones that are supposed to not listen to I, it. Exactly. Exactly. I just – this felt – I felt like going into yesterday, it was a little bit of a – different Dallas team that they wouldn't do something like we saw yesterday anymore that there was a little more grit and toughness about their football team and yeah now I I do question that now I know they were missing Jonathan Hankins in the middle of the defense that was the point Shereen Williams made that without him it made it a lot easier for the Bills to run roughshod over them no doubt and Mozzie Smith their first round pick out of Michigan has not been anything special so he can't hold the fort down for Jonathan Hankins let alone you and I have discussed a million times one of the problems with Dallas is their defense front is not very big to begin with you know I didn't think Buffalo would do that to them that's for sure uh but yeah that was that was a little bit alarming in, in the way they dominated the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball I want to make one more point yeah I've mentioned this on PFTPM I haven't written about it yet but but if this Cowboys thing ends up being a postseason disaster yeah and if the trail of breadcrumbs goes back to Mike McCarthy all oh, right We're talking about where Bill Belichick may end up next year, and it sounds ridiculous to even think about it. Wow. But there's a vibe out there that the Cowboys could be the place. When you go back and look at the press conferences that Bill Belichick did before they played the Cowboys this year, over-the-top praise of Stephen and Jerry Jones, over-the-top. Michael Parsons, Lawrence Taylor, got a quarterback, got all the pieces. You know, the non-playoff teams aren't the teams to look at. He's going to want to go somewhere and win. Oh, he's, there's going to be there's no going to be one doubt. of these playoff teams exactly. that are going to piss down their leg, right? And an owner's going to say, "Wait a minute, I got everything I need except the right coach." Finishing touches. So there. move this guy out, bring in Bill Belichick, and off we go. And the Cowboys, Shereen Williams, is like it's never going to happen. And and she has said if it does happen, it's going to be a tattoo of Jerry on one cheek. And Mike and and Bill Belichick on the other cheek, and not on her face. Whoa! So okay. I've already offered to pay part of the salary for Bill Belichick in Dallas, if that's the I'll end result. I'll pay for Shireen's each cheek to make sure she gets those <laughs> tattoos if that happens. Okay, I promise you. I that. might be violating the confidentiality of the PFT text message chain, <laughs> yep. but that it's comment was made yesterday. Now. Because look, it will take a lot of bending by both Jerry Jones. And Bill Belichick. That's where for it I just happen. can't see it happening. They're, they're both going to have to really bend. I swear, I just don't see. But maybe there's a way. Old man stubborn versus old man stubborn. Maybe there's I don't a way. Think that's going to happen. Maybe there's I a don't. way. But but to your point with Belichick, and he's he's not going to go to some team that's two and four, 15. 
He's not like, no. oh, let me go into rebuild. He's You're right. He's going to go to a team that he felt like is very close. They weren't happy with the head coach or whatever. Now I can get you over the, hey, the hump. We'll he's go. already gone to one place where Parcells couldn't finish the job. Right. Now he goes to another place where Parcells couldn't uh, finish the job. I and think, even though they yeah. say all the right things when yeah. the cameras are on, there's still some heat there between the two of them. I'm sure. And I'm sure he would love to go to a place where Parcells didn't finish the job and finish the job. All right. I will take a break. When we return, the Browns finished the job again, some way, somehow, with 38-year-old Joe Flacco and company. More PFT Live right after this. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.